0: Day. So every day we start fresh because we can't affect the past, but we damn sure can make a difference today.
1: Welcome to episode 42 of Shop Talk. It's Jennifer and Carrie. And we're back with a new episode to recap uh True Crime Documentary 2.0. So it was it, honestly, I tweeted this last night. It was like this was a much better true crime documentary than the first one. Like the first one wasn't bad, but I don't know, it was harder to follow because it was, like, three different cases kind of wrapped up into one. This one, it was just, like, one case, but there were so many twists and turns.
0: Yeah, that's true. I kind of forgot what the first one was.
1: I know, same. Well, I forgot that it was only last season. Like, until Mm -hmm. I looked something up on IMDb today and I was like, wait, that was only, like, a year ago? Seems like it was so much longer. But... Yeah, and, like, everyone was involved. Like, Bailey, Smitty, I mean, Wesley was even involved. Like, it was just awesome. And it had a good callbacks, too. Like, I know people had pointed out Lucy's, like, tattoo. I didn't even catch that. Um, Wesley and Angela, like, you could kind of tell that they were, like, geeking out because they kind of talked about, you know, all of, the, all of the stuff a few episodes ago. Lucy was, like, you know, so giddy to be doing it again um yeah so it was just it was a good episode we had good sassy moments we had you know good Chenford crumbs we had just everything so yeah um we do have a little bit of news um we're on another three-week hiatus so I know it kind of sucks but like it's also not a big deal like we've done it before we'll be good you know we'll just yeah three weeks will fly by um and we did get a promo for the new episode so it looks like we're getting brolin so that's fun and maybe they'll wear plaid at some point who knows mm-hmm. um do you want to take the next
0: piece of news um yeah so last week um deadline reported that kat foster and uh felix uh solas will guest star opposite niecy nash in the like spin off for the rookie. Um they will be in the um two episode arc of like their the rookie's current fourth season. Um apparently uh foster will guest star as special agent Casey Fox. Um she's kind of like a rule follower um but also very very uh like smart and like a team player um Solas will play special agent Matthew Garza, who's like a veteran of the FBI and um, is very much like a, like kind of old fashioned, like stuck in his ways kind of person. Um, but it looks like he's a senior agent who's on the cusp of being promoted to a leadership role. So it's kind of probably will work itself into his storyline, so. Yeah. Yeah, it sounds like it could be
1: a good backdoor pilot. I mean, even if it doesn't end up leading to the show, mm-hmm. even if it doesn't end up leading to the show, um, seems like it could just be like you know a good
0: storyline. So, yeah, mm-hmm. yep. And then, as always, um, you guys know we always have to talk about Eric and Rosalind have their podcast um, still going on, so um they're coming out always with new episodes um which I just think it's so fun that they like still are doing it even though like Rosalind's in Puerto Rico film. oh yeah they're uh, doing it uh, like for... we do it miles apart yeah, yeah, like, yeah exactly Over Zoom,
1: like I love it yeah love it
0: so yeah so they're still doing that um working hard to put good content out for us so it's always exciting
1: I also just like love podcasts so <laughs> um yeah so that's kind of it for the news we'll just jump into the episode because it was it was kind of a crazy one there was a lot of like twists and turns um but it flowed really nicely there was really like there was only one storyline to follow which made it easy for us to kind of break down um but it was
0: it was easy also to like live tweet too so yeah. it was yeah. one of those ones like if you like drew um not a venn diagram but just like a web like and you put like you know aaron's name in the yeah. middle or whatever and then you just like branch off there's a bunch of different branches
1: so. yeah yeah um yeah so we start the episode and john's talking about how aaron came to the program and had the cards stacked against him um and he's even mentioning like how aaron had to like sue the lapd to get into the academy and you know i mean we all we all know this uh from before because aaron had kind of mentioned it um but then, you know, John's like, well, what had happened to him and Paris never left him. And did we ever get the opening credits to The Rookie? You know, like the scene? I like the theme song, you mean? Yeah. Because no. I don't remember. Okay. I was like, did I
0: miss that last night? It was interesting into it was like a silent, like without the theme song, but like the title card was like didn't change like color or anything. Yeah. You
1: know? Yeah. I was like did I just miss it or yeah um but then John mentions that Aaron was desperate to like reset how the world saw him and that's why he was okay with the reality show but it all blew up in his face um so like John's kind of talking him up and then we see Nylissa down and as soon as she walks in you can just tell that like her interview is just gonna be like a whole like mood um And especially compared to Lucy, who's like so excited to do this, like Nyla's just skeptical. She just walks in and she's like, why am I doing this? Um, But then the interview's like, the interviewer is like, well, you know, is like, did being pregnant make what you went through with Aaron more stressful? And she quickly shuts that down and she's like, I'm not here to talk about me. Yeah. I mean, can we get that in a gif? Like, if it isn't already, because. I mean I loved that um and so then Nyla talks about the reality show and how it was his mom's idea like a way to help rebrand his image and when asked about the title she's just like no comment and okay I wasn't sure if this was I know that they had all kind of looked at the camera right um but I was like did Makia break the fourth wall there and look at the camera or is the fourth wall like when you talk to it too
0: I couldn't remember um you know you would think that since i studied tv and film in college you would think i would know that i know same but like Um, even lucy had looked at the
1: like looked at the camera because we had seen it in sneak peek too um
0: well it kind of depends because like i mean is it really considered a fourth wall though if like the camera it's like the documentary camera crew is like the actual camera crew right yeah I don't know. being interviewed you know what I mean yeah yeah because like Alexi
1: was you know doing the interviews so
0: oh that was him oh I didn't know yeah
1: him. that's what someone said and I was like oh okay um someone also said know. that they saw part of the like director um the, the slate? slate the slate yeah, yeah uh they'd
0: seen that i saw
1: yeah like in the sneak peek or something so yeah i don't know Mm -hmm. i mean i don't know i was considering it fourth wall but then yeah like you said i mean is it really i mean the fourth wall when they're just talking to the camera that they always
0: talk to i don't know Yeah. well because there's like the the camera that like because you could see the camera crew Mm mm-hmm like being filmed by the actual camp like the rookies camera crew so yeah that's kind of where i think of like the different walls like the like you know coming down being blurred that kind of thing yeah, yeah. um if someone else actually does know and can help us out with that that'd be swell because yeah. i really don't know
1: yeah it's like the lines are blurred or something but it was also kind of meta to like have like the unaired footage airing on the show i don't know it was all just kind of it was kind of like am i really am i watching a tr- like a real documentary or is this something that's like done by a tv show
0: yeah even my sister like came in when i was watching and she was like oh it's like a different kind of episode and i was like yeah yeah like she was surprised
1: yeah well then i was like you know uh or the interviewer asks You know what she thinks about the title and she's like i'm not gonna say that dumbass title like you're not gonna get me to say it um but the show was called every rose has a thorsen so i mean i don't know that's an interesting reality show title for sure but i feel Mm -hmm. like why not like play on words there Mm -hmm. so then like we see the opening credits for it and i was just like all right i mean because we had seen the behind the scenes footage and like clips of them like working like filming at that place so i mean we kind of figured that it was going to be aaron's house um but i was like that that's interesting and then we also see him like give a tour of his family's house and hear from his parents and he's like you know i would ride my tricycle like up and down this hallway um and i just have to ask like does he still live with his parents or does he live out on his own because i feel like he's still with his parents
0: i don't
1: know but i could also see him being like well i've got enough money like i'll move out on yeah. to my own
0: well, it was it childhood bedroom when he was going through like yeah um like past his room or whatever yeah real quick i don't know i was just so caught off guard by the fact that we got to like see his father
1: yeah because we'd like, only we met him. his mom so far yeah so yeah. that's what like
0: got me i was like because i was like wait who's that guy that's like with that like aaron and his mom and i was like that's not um What's his name? The producer, obviously. So I was like, yeah. who is that? Yeah. Well, then, like we
1: see Angela being an interviewed next. And, you know, she's asked about Morris and she's like totally in her detective mode. And I love it. Um, but she explains, you know, that he was hot from doing several award-winning documentaries um and had a real gift for earning people's trust. Um, I mean, I don't yeah, he did kind of have like a trustworthy demeanor, but it was also like you kind of had to watch out for him too. Um, and so, you know, she was like, he was good at convincing people that he was on their side and, you know, that they have a say on the final cut when they really didn't. Um, and then Wesley and baby Jack like crashed the interview and Wesley's just like thrown off by the camera crew and Angela like sitting on the couch and he's all like awkward. He's like, uh, I forgot that the interview was happening today. And so Angela's like, well, we've already started, so Wesley's just, like, walking through the room with the baby and the stroller And he's just, like, oh, yeah, don't forget to tell them about the forensic expert and the French po- prosecutor. And, you know, he even tells Angela that, like, you know, he, like, about the video that he sent her. Um, and so then Wesley, like, we don't even transition to another scene. It just, like, cuts and Wesley is sitting, like, right there next to her and she just kind of like looks uncomfortable with him there and I kind of would be too I would be like you're not a cop like you have probably had a few interactions with Aaron at the most and like this is just weird but also they've like dissected everything about you know the case and everything on their own anyway so why not interview Lopez um So then Wesley's like, you know, I'm about a decade older than Aaron, but you know, I had I had a similar upbringing to him, rich parents, private school. He Wesley's just lucky that social media didn't exist. Um, And you know, he's like, yeah, I would just have as much embarrassing footage as Aaron did. And (laughs) Angela's so sassy, she's like, of what studying tort reform at fifteen? And Wesley's like, a mixture of shocked and offended at. At her saying that and you know he's just like i got into trouble and angela's like yeah okay you did sure like whatever so then angela or wesley reiterates the point of like when you grow up in this world you don't hear know a lot which can make you a real like ass and then he like kind of stops there and he's like uh can make you a really selfish person and then we cut to like Instagram stories of Aaron and his swanky lifestyle. Like we see him with new shoes. We see him with Patrick and like doing a pool party. Um, and it was definitely like, okay, yeah, you, you got the vibe that he did not hear know a lot. Um, so then, you know, we kind of cut over and we see Yvonne being interviewed. Um, and she says like, in regards to the Instagram story of Aaron spraying champagne everywhere It was $30,000 bottle and he didn't even drink a sip. Um, And so then, you know, she said that he had lost his mind. And so she had to get him out of his comfort zone. One thing that I really liked about this episode was they didn't have like unnecessary transitions in there to interview people. It was all, it seemed seamless. Like for the most part, it was like, okay, we saw those Instagram stories of him from Angela talking about like his life and how he hadn't heard no and then we cut over to his mom and she was talking about you know the the bottle of champagne um and all that and it was just like we didn't need some awkward transition with them you know knocking on a door or something so um yeah so then she thought a semester abroad would help him mature and so she sent him to Paris the way that she said this it was like she had a smile on her face like it was no big deal like yeah I could send my kids Paris like no biggie for a semester you know yeah he was fine I just like you know made sure that he was taken care of money wise and had a good place and all that and I don't know it's just like okay obviously they just like think of everything as like oh it's no big deal we can afford that like you know so we drop a couple thousand on that um so then you know we meet one of Aaron's friends and Paris classmate Everest uh, via interview and she shares like how they met and then we also meet Rowan um, who says at first like Aaron and Patrick seemed like entitled people but you know once you got to know them they were they were cool Uh, he also said that Patrick was the funniest and what you saw on Instagram was not like who they really were and they all became friends they were inseparable we even see a picture of them like with suitcases and you know just like ready to travel anywhere. Um and so Aaron's just like, yeah, it feels like it was so long ago. Um and he's nervous about the reunion because he hasn't seen them since the trial. And you know, they graduated from college and got jobs and you know he went to prison. But now he's a cop. So that's that's good. That's growth for him. Um but then he was like my friends do believe my innocence like that I'm sure of. So then you know like again, here was another good transition. We go and, you know, we see Aaron walk outside to meet Everest and Rowan. Um, And, you know, Aaron, I thought that this was interesting. Like Aaron walks out of his house first, gets like maybe a few feet away from the door and is like, I got to go back in. Like he has to get into the right mindset to see his old friends, like from his old lifestyle. So then Rowan's like you know you look different like you're a different guy um and Aaron's like I'm sorry this is weird like but you know he's just happy that he's just happy to see them so then we see the low battery notification like come on to the camera screen and the cameraman's like you know I gotta go change a battery only to find blood and someone laying on the ground in that like cold blood so angela explains that it's morris Mackey's throat that had been cut, and he had been dead for approximately four hours so essentially everyone who stepped foot in that house that day were the initial suspects so then this was like the first sight of Trenford that we got like and at this point we're like what maybe 10 minutes in and it was like okay where's chenford like i love seeing everyone else but we're missing like dynamic duo here (laughs) so then we see chenford and it was essentially the sneak peek that we had all like you know lost our minds over and lucy's just like so giddy and excited to do this and i just have to point out that her like little foot kick was the best part for me like and i noticed it in the sneak peek like i know that i sent you a message and it's like it's honestly that for me like that and her smile and like her little wave and she was just adorable and then she's like yeah I got so many compliments the last time and I really loved doing it um but then you know when Tim's asked if he saw it he was just like he just said bluntly no I did not see it so you know I mentioned to Lucy it's said, you know she got so many comments and she like looks over to Tim and her eye roll when Tim's like can we just get started like they are so married someone please tell them that they're married because I don't even think that they know it at this point um but Chenford says that they were the first responders on the scene and when explaining the scene and the case lucy's like using colorful language um and tim's like yeah there was like everything that was shot at the scene like using phones cameras videos all that social media didn't help us a bit so tim like even looks over to lucy and he's like why are you so happy and she's like, well, if we give them evocative sound bites, like they'll give us more coverage. And she like even asks the interview, like if, interviewer, if that's right. And the interviewer is like, can we just get back to the interview? Like Yeah, I'm just
0: surprised like Tim didn't really like smirk at that though, because that sounded like something yeah. he would fix. The interview he was like, Can we get back to the murder thing? Yeah. <laughs> like- yeah.
1: I was just like, well, Lucy was. I don't know like I tweeted it last night it was like okay they are the grumpy and sunshine like duo like we all know this at this point but in this episode it was like I mean it was to the next level it seemed like um so yeah so then we see like Lucy and Aaron talking um because you know at this point they're on the crime scene and the show is still filming so Angela walks in and it's like shut off the cameras this is my crime scene and she is commanding the scene crime scene just being a badass and i'm like yes queen go off please like i love detective Angela lopez um and so then you know we kind of see bailey come out she tells him like there's nothing that they could do and you know morris was already dead so she explains that the paramedic crew was short-staffed and since they're all emt trained she was subbing in So the interviewer was like, but why were you called in? Like he was obviously dead. And Bailey's like, well, he could have came back to life, even looking like that. I've seen it happen before. And so then the interviewer asks, like, what did she think at the time? And you know, does it seem like Aaron, you know, had it had a hand in it? And I don't know. I was like, have Bailey and Aaron had a lot of scenes together that I just don't remember something because no. I was like, these questions just make it seem like she's very friendly with him. And we've never even seen it. Like, okay, it's just weird. So then the interviewer is, or yeah, because Bailey was like, Oh, Aaron would never do anything like that. I'm like, how do you know that though? Like anytime that she is in the episode, I feel like Aaron isn't. So I was like, okay, that's just weird, but all right. So then, um, You know, the interviewer is like, and you're confident in saying that considering your ex husband. And so Bailey's just like at a loss for words. And at this point, I was like, wait, this is supposed to be like about Aaron. Like, why are you bringing up Jason into this? Like, what? So then, you know, she's like, well, maybe I'm not the best judge of character because I did at one point marry a sociopath. So then, like, we cut back to Tim and I mean, at this point, the episode is just, like, wild. Like, there's just a lot of things going on. We're asking about Jason. We're just, like, you know, Lucy's speaking with colorful language. Like, a lot of stuff is happening. So we go back to Tim. He's, like, we judge by the facts. And, uh, you know, the facts at first didn't say much. So then he talks to Rowan. And, you know, he's, like, oh, I was in the kitchen with Everest. But, you know, she had snuck off to Crappy crafty once or four times which I mean I would do the same like why not um and you know Tim asked Aaron's dad like when was the last time he saw Morris Tim and Lucy are the first first responding officers but like also just doing doing the most here so you know Lucy talks to Aaron's mom and Everest um you know and we we learn more about them so then we go back to the district Aaron's in the interrogation room Gray, Angela and John like all come in and Aaron's like we, we have to do this here like why can't we do it anywhere else um, and Gray's like well I'm required to tell you that you don't have that you don't have the right to remain silent and anything that you that he says can and will be used against him so basically like the Miranda rights that the cops would normally read you is totally getting flipped on him um and you know basically like if he refuses to fully and completely answer all of Angela's questions he's fired um and John's like I'm and I'm here to protect you as your union rep um but it's his choice to be there like Gray had said so you know he could choose not to cooperate but he'll lose his job so Aaron's like well I'm gonna comply and signs the papers so then Aaron starts off right away saying like I didn't kill Morris but when I saw him lying there like Patrick brought back memories. So Angela's like well it's common knowledge that you and Morris like weren't on the best of terms and we get flashbacks to last week's episode which was cool to see it's I, I was glad that it wasn't like three episodes out like you know past like from this episode. Um, it was just we only had to wait a week. Um, so then you know Angela yes, she mentions that it's not it's common knowledge and Aaron's like well I didn't like what Morse said to Patrick said you know it was exploitation it wasn't you know it was very mean and callous so um but Aaron's like but I wouldn't kill him for that so you know I'm not I'm not the guilty one here and we go back over to Nyla she's speaking on the situation you know that happened in last week's episode and you know mentions it was a random reunion and morris and his cameraman were just like there and it just kind of was wrong time wrong place um but she sticks up for patrick's dad saying he was a grieving dad who threw a punch and you know aaron who she called mr thorson and i was like that's just weird i don't know (laughs) um but yeah like you know they just had to book him but he was let go so you know, Patrick's dad is uninterviewed interviewed And he's like, well, Patrick's, or Aaron's not the only killer in the family. And, you know, Morris gave Aaron said a clear motive from the reality show. So at this point it was like, okay, who do we believe here? And like, who do we even think is capable of this? Um, but then we got a plot twist. So, you know, like Patrick's dad had told them that, you know, Aaron's not the only killer. And Aaron's dad had a clear motive from the reality show to kill Morris. Um, because his dad, Lincoln, had walked in on Yvonne and Morris, like getting cozy and friendly. But we find out, find out that it was all staged and like there's footage to prove that. So then it was also mentioned that Aaron's dad was the suspect in a murder 20 years ago, too. So at this point, I'm like, okay, I it's gotta be Aaron's dad, right? Like. Which kind of makes sense but then it was also only like 20 minutes into the episode and i was like it's not this easy it's not <laughs> um so then they get into aaron's dad and like his past and you know lucy's like oh yeah his song from flex and flow called make the noise as one of my go-to karaoke songs tim's face throughout this entire sequence was just gold like it kept getting better and you know, when she said karaoke, like his face scrunches up. And then she starts singing it. And he just like looks over unamused. And then she like really gets into it. And he almost like has a concerned look on his face, like almost like he wanted to say, please stop singing. But then he was also <laughs> like, But I love seeing her sing too. And I love seeing her be so happy. So then like Lucy looks at Tim and she she sees these looks on his face and she's like. Can I be interviewed alone? Like, I don't like this judgment coming from him. It was just so good. Yeah. So then, like, again, I was like, okay, why is Bailey being interviewed? Like, I like, I'm okay with Bailey, but I don't know. It just didn't really make sense. Apparently, she was a flow girl and like was a background dancer in this music video. And we find out more about what Bailey can do. And they cut over to John and he's like, wait, what? what like what did she do and i mean that's a reaction video if i ever saw one like <laughs> you know just what um but yeah like she said she was she was asked by a scout in high school if she could be in a video um and the interviewer is also like well what's on your shirt and it's a capo um and we found out that she teaches that too and it was funny because like they had her name and her occupation down there right like yeah. But they just kept like adding to it. And I was like, I just want to see Bailey's resume because at this point it's like three pages long. Yeah. <laughs> and I mean, you know, it's like legitimate stuff. It's not like she, you know, is just doing it like once and you know, it's like happening for two months or whatever. Um but then, you know, like she did say that she saw Flex and Flow argue, but they were like brothers and you know, brothers fight. So they're like talking all about this like flex and flow stuff and Yvonne's like well it was an alleged feud and it's gotten ridiculous and out of hand um but then we get Gray and we learn a little bit more about Gray and he's like oh yeah they did fight because I was there as a rookie officer um and we get a flashback photo of Gray and I was like oh my gosh I love to see it and we find out that his to and him got a four one five call, um, and he couldn't hear what they were fighting about. But Lincoln was still pissed at Calvin. Um, and Gray's like it couldn't have been more than five minutes. And we got a shots fired call. Well, I was watching this scene the second time. I was like, okay, am I really watching a like true crime documentary, like a real one? Because Richard brought his a game to that, and it felt like I felt like he made it seem like a real documentary scene like just in the way that he talked and like his body language or something his expressions i was like dang i feel like this is dateline or something so then gray's like you know it was my first homicide and i'll never forget it so we kind of get that um and you know like lincoln is interviewed too and he's like i had nothing to do with it and at this point i'm like okay how does this tie back to Morris because I feel like we're going down a whole different path now so then you know Lucy like it goes back over to Chenford, and Lucy's like oh she just seems like she knows everything about the Thorson family past which I love she is like so like enthralled with this whole case and this whole like history um and Tim's like the aura of guilt haunted lincoln's reputation like a dark shroud lucy's face here like oh my god she was so proud of him i noticed it on my second watch that she like bit her lip and then she touched his arm which that i noticed on my first watch she like touched his arm and he's just like thanks like nonchalantly like it's no big deal and i don't know i think i tweeted last night it was like you know that he had no thoughts running in his brain when she touched him. Like everything just like left because he was like, she's touching my arm. Like she is touching <laughs> my arm. And I, I might have replied to M with that. Um, but then like, you know, Lucy, once she kind of, you know, once she sees that Tim is like, it's no big deal, really. She like turns back to the camera and she's like, got to wipe the smile off her face then. She's just so dang proud of her husband. You know, husbands like, why not? Mm -hmm. Oh my gosh, it was so good. The Chenford crumbs that we got in this episode like, I mean, we all started spiraling once we saw that sneak peek of them like being interviewed together, and we were like, oh, this is gonna be a good episode for Chenford, and boy, was it. So then, you know, Yvonne was like, you know, she says she wasn't sleeping with Morris, but for the show, but it was for the show and staged, and she can prove the like fake relationship. So we see that she's cracked, you know, um, that she wasn't lying. And John's just like, well, I can you know, arrest you for obstruction. And here, again, like, the only thing that she's worried about is getting that sound bite for the show. Like, she even wants John to redo it. Um, And so Yvonne's like, well, before he came to work for the Thorson family, like, he wasn't just a newbie. Like, he had enemies before. And then we get another just like gold moment of the show with Smitty being interviewed. <laughs> I mean, I don't know, having Bailey being interviewed for like the flow girl and stuff was a little like off the wall. It was kind of like, okay, why does this really matter? But like Smitty being there, I was like, okay, this is like really just what is going on right now. Okay, so Smitty, like you know, the interviewers like, I hear there's rumors that you have insight about the QAnon angle on the case and some of these just like trying to change the subject in a way and he's like have you ever tried to put toothpaste back into the tube and he's like have you done it like I have and it's basically impossible and I mean I just like started like hysterically laughing
0: last night when I was watching this I was like what is happening so then I, mean, it just, I what? He was trying to be like you know use like a like an analogy. Metaphor? Yeah, yeah. An analogy. Yeah. But it just to start off with that, yeah, it definitely did yeah. seem like he was just trying to avoid everything. And then it honestly just
1: keeps getting better. And the interviewer's like, oh, let's get back on track. And, you know, the interviewer's like, what is Q trying to tell people with this Q drops, the cryptic messages? And Smithy's like, oh, I wasn't trying to say anything. He, I was just typing and just got carried away. And I'm like, Smitty, you just like incriminated yourself, dude.
0: I didn't even catch it at first because I was like, I was like, wait, he said I, like, like the I was saying, I was like, what? I was like, typing what? And then I was because I didn't really understand. I didn't know what these cryptic things. I was just it was going so fast. I was so thrown off.
1: Well, like everyone noticed, like his full name down there on the screen, and I didn't even notice that, like on my first watch, because I was busy live tweeting. But I was, you know, I'd seen people say like quickly and Q. And I was like, well, we already knew that from the union rut thing, but okay. So then Smithy, yeah, he was like, well, I wasn't trying to say anything. Um, but Smithy's like, oh, yeah, I'm Q. And we cut to everyone's reactions. <laughs> and it's just the best thing ever. Nyla's like, I'm sorry, what? And John's the first one. And he's like, Smithy is Q. And Gray's reaction is quite honestly the best one (laughs) ever. (laughs) He has like his entire head, like in the palm of his hands, and he's just like, Lord, give me strength. And I've had like friends that have watched it like today, and they just like texted that, and I was like, You've gotten to that, you've gotten to that part, huh?
0: I need that to be a gift. Because, like, I had to, like, pause my television. <laughs> I was laughing so much. I was like, oh, my word. This is why Gray is my spirit animal. <laughs> I seriously, we need that as a gift. Like, it if was someone so wants funny. to create that. Oh, my God. It was so good. I would use that gif on, like, a daily basis. I know was that I would. So funny. Or just, like, it doesn't even have to. I mean, the Lord Give Me Strength is good, too. But just, like, even just the, like, face. Yeah. Because he is that emoji. Like, yeah. Legit.
1: Well, then, like, we get Lucy's what. And... I don't, we had like other gifts of, you know, we had gifts of those sayings, but we didn't get Grace. And I was like, but Grace is the one that I feel like we need the most. So then Smithy's like, well, yeah, writers use ends Like Q was my first initial. So, and then he like gets off track and he's like, is my name down there? And Q is in quotations next to it.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: I wrote in the outline. I was like, he has the attention span of a squirrel. <laughs> and I, like, love it. Like, this man... Because he wants to, like, just jump off on to, like, any random thought. But then it's also, like, is he trying to, like, not tell the entire truth? Like, it's just so good. So then, it like, it just didn't stop. Like, at this point, I'm just, like, hysterically laughing. And, like, I'm in tears. And I'm, like, not even tweeting. Because I'm, like, I just don't even know what I can say. So then you know he's like well I didn't mean to start it on purpose it was an accident and Tim's like yeah that sounds like a Smitty thing mm-hmm. we need that in a gift too please yeah. um and apparently Smitty was trying to start the fan fiction club for this is us so
0: and they things, mean like uh, the NBC show right yeah. Like that's,
1: okay yeah. yeah they literally put it in quotation marks too and I was like wait a minute so Smitty watches this is us no doubt and he's trying to write fan fiction. I was like, is Smithy a fangirl like at heart?
0: That kills me. That
1: kills <laughs> I was, I just like I could not stop laughing. And he mistakenly mixed cough syrup with diet pills when he was trying to write a satanic alien storyline for Jack and Rebecca. And he woke up the next morning and read it, and nothing made sense. And that's how he got QAnon and fanfic mixed up.
0: <laughs> and it's like, wait. What wild ride did we just go on? Like, well, what got me was like he left it up because he had so many new followers. Yeah, he just does not care, like, he does not care about the chaos that he causes. No, as long as it benefits him,
1: he's a chaos creator. Yep, I need a full hour of just Smitty. Like give Smithy a true crime documentary to like be interviewed in for the full hour, and I feel like it would just be the best thing ever.
0: Yeah, or just like a compilation of like all the cases he's done or like been. Oh my god, yes. I want to know more about the lack of work that he's done. Yeah, yeah, because he's a
1: quality over quantity person, you know, Mm -hmm. which is a good thing and a bad thing. But I also (laughs) want to know more about his um, rookie period. Because I just know that that was chaotic. Like probably more chaotic than John's. (laughs) Oh
0: god. Probably. Because at Mm -hmm. least John cries. Yeah. Smitty Smitty has come through a few times but like very rarely. Yeah. Very rarely.
1: Can we just have the spinoff be of Smitty? Please. Mm Because I would watch
0: that like on
1: repeat all of the time.
0: I wonder if he'll get to meet any of the, like, characters that are on this, like, proposed spinoff, though, because that would be hilarious. I hope so.
1: And I hope that, like, Nisi Nash's character or someone,
0: like, drags him. (laughs) Please. Oh, my God. Yeah, she's so... Because I've seen her do, like, other shows. um, Yeah. Of, like, a similar genre, like, of The Rookie, where she, like, completely just tells it like it is. like Just drags everyone. Yeah. so
1: I also want to see more of Nyla with Smitty because I just feel like that is just like gold content right there that they're not capitalizing on. Mm-hmm. Especially Nyla being pregnant because I feel like her mood is just so heightened, like her sassy mood. And mm-hmm. I just I need all of it.
0: Yeah. So that would be so funny. Yeah. So um they like kind of they come off like Smitty, obviously. Um and they turned their attention to um, Connor Hart, who was a follower of uh, QAnon, and he was the like they showed like before the break or whatever like this like hooded figure in this like QAnon like video, um, and Connor was well he's a camera he works as a cameraman for Morris for Aaron's family's like reality show, um, and he so like he's brought in to be questioned um he maintains that he's innocent when like Trenford's interviewing him um and since he was manning a camera the whole time like even during the time Morris was murdered um Connor ends up being cleared I just enjoyed Lopez's commentary though because um Wesley like couldn't figure out a word to use because he was like Connor was and then Angela fills in she's like deranged and Wesley's like let's say reality challenged like Wesley's so nice and Angela just like doesn't care at all and it's hilarious um and I don't know why they had to have a reenactment of John like scrubbing through hours of the reality show footage yeah um because they made the character 20 okay well okay like okay Nathan Fillion's like actually 50 right so the character is like 25 years yeah younger maybe maybe the actor that played the reenactment actor is like 30 maybe okay but at least 20 years yeah younger so that was I was just like beside myself I was like cracking up and like i couldn't even like really pay attention because i was so thrown for a loop of like how much younger this reenactment actor looked than yeah
1: everyone was like that was supposed to be nolan and i was like it was like i don't know i guess i just didn't catch it but i was kind of like why why is there this random guy and then i also thought well everyone's being interviewed or is like super close to the case like maybe they just needed some like random cop but i'm also like Can we see more of him because he looks like he was really young like he could be a
0: rookie (laughs) or something but Mm -hmm. yeah um so like it's supposed to show like john going through the reality show footage um which includes the stuff that uh yvonne uh forgot to give them um and nolan found a tape of morris saying that he knows who really killed patrick hayes um and that was filmed minutes before he was murdered um, and so it's kind of, like, the big, like, well, like, one of the first, like, big breaks in the case, I guess, um, cut over Aaron's being interviewed, um, I noticed it was, like, in the same spot that Chenford was interviewed last season for the True Crime episode, which was fun, um, and then, like, Chenford was kind of interviewed where, like, Nyla was last season, yeah, Um. in the, like, what's it roll call room that's the thing i'm looking for
1: i love um, that they all were interviewed in different spots and like angela was
0: interviewed at home mm-hmm. I was like that's odd but okay well because john was interviewed last season at home oh okay i guess well bailey was at i guess it's their house now right it's not like just nolan's house it's like bailey and nolan is it
1: their house she's moved in i don't in.
0: know i don't know she was there i don't know but she always seems to be there so you maybe know. maybe it'll eventually be their house i don't know but yeah. anyway um but yeah so aaron's interviewed um he's you know like he hates when people refer to patrick as, as his roommate they were like best friends and like brothers um i enjoyed that he quoted nyla with like we look at the facts um but then it's kind of funny though because they cut over to nyla right and like she's a little bit contradicting him because like she knows she's like yeah well yeah sure there's a connection between morris knowing who killed patrick and then morris getting murdered minutes later um yeah and it cuts back over to chenford again um lucy's quick to be like there's not a chance that like aaron was the killer like all along um because the french police fumbled through the whole investigation and Tim chimes in with the paparazzi contaminated like Patrick's murder scene. Um, and Aaron's DNA was on the knife that was used like as the murder weapon. But as Lucy points out, the knife from Pat from Aaron and Patrick's kitchen, she's like, Yeah, okay. So if we went to your house, how much you won- how much you'd want to bet we'd find your DNA all over your stuff? Like she's just like done with it. Like she's exasperated now. Yeah. Um but then Lucy, being Lucy, is like she backtracks and asks Tim. Then that's the camera people. I mean, she looks at the camera people. Yeah, but she didn't actually ask the camera people. She's like, "Was well, that too mean?" And um, Tim was like, "No, it actually felt good. That was a dumb question." And I obviously didn't do it justice. How Eric did it—he just deadpanned that line so brilliantly. It like it made me laugh so much. Yeah. Um, of course, if I'm being completely honest, I didn't actually, like, know what they said anyway, because, like, as soon as Tim crosses his arms, I'm, like, a goner. So, like, <laughs> I literally had to, like, rewind because I was just, like, staring. <laughs> <laughs> it's fine. Um. Yeah, no, but it was brilliantly done.
1: Anytime <laughs> Tim crosses his arms, it's over for Carrie. Like, yep. you're done. It is. It is. It I is. mean, honestly, <laughs> same. Mm -hmm. like I have looked at your tweet with that screenshot multiple times Mm -hmm. so yeah if I could like it multiple times too that would be
0: (laughs) real great but I can't so yeah um and so I just like yeah but just the like I think I had retweeted it on our account it was kind of like you know sunshine and like sunshine protector of like tim being you know like being like that was, that yeah. was a dumb question like he was just he was done with it too um, yeah and kind tim of was like done from it done with it from the start though
1: like he yeah. sat down and he was like i really don't want to be here but like my wife is here and i get to be next <laughs> to her so
0: yeah. fine yeah um and like he's a little bit like i feel like maybe a little bit proud though of her for being yeah. like just you know kind of dropping the uh like you know trying to be poetic and colorful for a bit and she's just like now wait a minute like no um yeah. and so i just thought it was great that was a great great moment for chenford um and then we cut back over to lopez our other favorite uh duo and they agree that like the handling of the case was ridiculous wesley's like even the forensics were compromised. Um, the theory that patrick was killed by aaron for not doing chores was like insanely wrong um and like besides they had a housekeeper to do all those chores um and like plus aaron's not a psychopath um which wesley's like you'd have to be to kill someone over that and angela's joking she's like well i'd stab him and she points to wesley for not doing the dishes but we're married so like that's a different story yeah um, which I thought was fun, and like I think it was this moment that like they um, Wesley and Angela had like their hands like in the same kind of like yeah crisscross um, like fingers uh, interlaced together, um, which I thought was fun because like Jenford usually does that, and so it was fun to have like Lopez do it yeah. for a scene, um, and like so the inter- like the interviews interviewers trying to kind of like. Um, figure out like you know get like get some kind of dirt on Aaron kind of because mm-hmm. um, they're trying this angle right and like even Nolan's like no their friendship was fine like Aaron and Patrick were fine um they were you know like going out to parties and stuff um that doesn't sound like a friendship that's falling apart um and Aaron's football injury was the reason why he was taking drugs like like prescription like prescription drugs Uh, which wouldn't cause Aaron to become a killer. It just, as Nolan said, it causes him to not be able to operate heavy machinery, which I thought was a good, good little one-liner for Nolan. Um, So um, Nyla says that the French police took one look at a young black man and didn't even give anyone else a second look. Um, The documentarian even like interviewed the police um, and had said that they had led a very biased investigation. um, And... It, like, cuts back over to, like, Aaron um, because Colette's boyfriend, Julian, was identified. Colette was the girl that, like, Patrick had brought home one night or whatever after a party, Um, and her boyfriend, Julian, was identified, which was what led to Aaron's release from jail, Um, and it cuts over to, like, Lucy, and she was, like, a group of internet sleuths were the ones who found uh, Colette's boyfriend, and um the uh interviewer was like kind of trying to figure out like we went on those internet uh sites and maybe you possibly post under the handle of true crime junkie and tim's like seriously <laughs> like he just completely like he turns his whole body and looks at her yeah and is like seriously yeah it's
1: more than just like turning his neck at this point like he's turning his entire body crossing his arms and just like Mm -hmm. giving her the look
0: yeah and she's like i may have posted on there once or twice maybe um and so like julian was the son of um like a powerful like french finance person um and so like and the, so the police like they knew about Julian before Aaron's first trial um which like is obviously not okay but like Aaron was kind of in a way like glad that it happened how it happened because like it got him his retrial mm. um but the unidentified DNA that they found on the knife like wasn't Julian so it like wasn't him like he wasn't like a person that was involved um and what got Aaron through um like his year and a half prison sentence um was like his mom helped him. Um she even bought an apartment in Paris so she could like visit him every week. Um and so this is where the storyline kind of cuts to Aaron's mom being accused of murdering Patrick. Um and even Nolan jumped the gun because like they found out like the the documentary people like dug up some footage of Aaron's mom in Paris the day of Patrick's murder instead of being home in Los Angeles like she originally claimed. So um, that's why even Nolan was like really, really quick to be like, okay, yeah, so you did this, you killed Patrick, and yada, yada, yada. Um, and Aaron was understandably upset um, by his mom lying to him. Um, turns out she was in Paris for a hookup. So, like, she was like and they were you know like together all the time or whatever so like she was cleared in the case too um and so they're trying to kind of like pick up the pieces um i was glad that it was angela that broke open the case um yeah and that like i just thought it was kind of funny that like john was like the one that was like oh no that was detective lopez like i don't know because i kind of i thought they were gonna you know since he is the main character i thought it was gonna be like a you know John did this which is fine I mean yeah. I know they really do that sometimes but I was just I was like yeah girl power like go Angela go yeah like, I was happy about it so um because she Angela sat um, Everest down who showed her her like phone um I was just talking about the trip um or, like their time in Paris in general um and Angela noticed that they always had a bunch of luggage with them and like Rowan was the one like that had all the luggage and stuff um Angela asked Everest if, um, like, she ever saw drugs on Rowan, um, because I guess his family in Iowa, like, was in financial financial trouble back then, um, but now Rowan drives a fancy car, lives in Brentwood, like, his life is fine, Um, and I just thought it was funny, like, Angela didn't even really wait for, like, Everest to answer, she just kind of gathered up her things with the smile on her face, because, like, she already knew, like, she figured it out, yeah, it was because of drugs and she's like she just kind of takes off and Everest is like okay I'm glad you're excited but like wait a second <laughs> like yeah. and no one came back to fill her and I felt bad for her I was like dang okay um, yeah but so Angela um, runs to John and tells him that Rowan was the one who killed Patrick um, and then since the cases are connected like and therefore also killed Morris um, and it cuts the commercial We come back though. Um, Rowan's golfing when Chenford pulls up to arrest him for the murders of Patrick uh, and Morris. Um, Patrick was the one that found out that Rowan was like smuggling drugs on the errand jet and threatened to tell the police about it. Um, so that's why he was killed. Um, Morris found out that Rowan did kill Patrick to protect his secret so rowan then had to kill morris too um they attempt to get away with like his friend or caddy or whatever they don't get far though because the golf cart freaking like tips over after like not even a mile it was like the funniest thing ever um, they gift it too yeah rookie they gift it. i was yeah,
1: like all was right
0: brilliant. i mean i guess yeah.
1: i can use that for when like anything just goes to shit
0: you know, yeah, and you're just like having yeah. time. Yeah, um, yeah. I'm honestly gonna use that for when like I'm you know stay up way too late, like I always do, and like my one brain cell is still mm-hmm. functioning <laughs> barely. That's what I'm gonna use it for. Literally. Yeah. Um. But yeah. So um, they don't get far, obviously. Um, because they have like police surrounding them and whatnot. Rowan's um arrested and taken into custody. Um. And it cuts over Aaron's kind of reflecting on everything um, and like how Rowan always had these crazy plans and like hindsight's 2020 because he was always the one that like decided where they were flying to. I'm assuming that's so he wouldn't get like caught in like one place with the drugs or something. Yeah. Aaron's reflecting on how Rowan always had these crazy plans and hindsight's like 2020 because he was always the one who decided like where they were flying to. I'm assuming that's because he didn't want to get caught with drugs in, like, one place or something. Um, who knows? But Aaron also wonders, like, why Patrick didn't tell him about Rowan and the drugs, because if he had, then everything would have been so different. Um, I liked that they had the moment with Aaron and Mr. Hayes. Um, I wasn't expecting it, but it was nice that they, like, had a moment. Um he asks if Aaron can forgive him for not believing him at first and Aaron does and like can and they um end up hugging which was nice um cuts back over Lucy's attempting to sum things up in her like colorful way um she kind of falls short um like she's kind of just like realizing that like two people were dead and even after you catch the guy it's still just awful um and she like her hand like grazed her side where the um day of death tattoo was um and like melissa kind of confirmed it on twitter by like responding to a fan that like had that theory because of like the like her ring wasn't on during that interview so it's kind of maybe yeah why she responded uh, to our friend rachel i didn't even catch that that she like touched her side I just noticed I mean it was like really really quick because she was kind of like like sitting up so it kind of just looked like she was like trying to get more comfortable in her chair it was like really really subtle like really subtle um
1: I just noticed when Tim was like yeah it feels gross doesn't it or something
0: yeah yeah Yeah. um and so it's kind of just like summing up like everyone's um like kind of final thought um gray glad that like the truth finally came out and aaron's innocence is proven without a doubt um now it says it took uh thorson a minute to win her over but she knows he's got what it takes to be a good cop um yvonne never once stopped believing in her son and like she knows that he'll forgive her eventually for like lying um i was kind of surprised that nolan was like that's not how it works when like like errant like being able to move on like right away um because no one's like he's had friends killed um you don't like you don't really get closure right away um but like the memories of them are still there and he hopes that like that's what people think of when they think of like their friends that they've lost um i'm assuming this was a reference to Jackson
1: being gone. That's what people were saying and i was i don't know i didn't get it at
0: first Um, I don't know why but I'm assuming I don't know for sure though um but I was I don't know just because like Nolan is so like ever optimistic so I was very surprised that he was kind of the one to be like no like like, you you also gotta figure like
1: Patrick's been gone for a while like you know we met Aaron in what like 403 or something like Patrick's been gone for a while it's not like he was just killed like three episodes ago So I'm sure Aaron's kind of moved on or not like moved on, but like came to terms with the fact that Patrick is no longer you know, around.
0: Mm -hmm. Yep. Um, And yeah, it's like the reality show is like done for good. um, And Aaron's just going to live his life for like himself and for Patrick. And that's how the episode ends. For once it was not with Nolan or well, you know, It was a nice change of pace because I thought they were going to end it there, and I was like, "That's kind of a like negative note to end it on." Like, not everyone gets closure. I'm like, "No, let's not." So I was glad that they ended with,
1: "Yeah, Aaron." I thought it was good how they ended, and I was like, "Okay, this needs to be like the catalyst that gets Shrew Valentino like a regular on the
0: show because we need more of him." Yeah. Well, because he played every kind of like, almost like role within a role, like because there's like the party boy Aaron, there's yeah. like the Paris Aaron, there's the you know cop that he is now. Like, there's so many like sides that we saw within this one episode. And yeah, He played them so well.
1: Yeah, I mean, like, I want to start like a change petition, like to get True on, but I'm also like, I don't know how like. Reliable those are for TV shows, but like, damn, um, like I kind of want to. Yeah, maybe we will. Yeah, you know, in our three week hiatus, yeah, why no. not? something to do. I also don't know why, but for some reason, I almost thought that they were going to be like, oh yeah, Patrick and Aaron like dated or something for a little bit. Like, I don't know. I didn't really think about it before when we were first like introduced to pa- to Aaron. But I was just, like, waiting for it. Like, in this episode. Oh, really?
0: Yeah. What? I don't know. It was weird. Yeah. I mean, they were really, really close. And, like, everything. Um, Maybe that's that why I was thinking. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, that, like, wrapped up the episode. And that was really... It was a good episode. I was so yeah. excited they had another um, true crime like episode because like I don't know I know not everyone was like a fan of it last season but like I love that maybe because I I am very much like Lucy and watch yeah true crime all the time ta- like so and I love 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 documentaries so I, was, I liked I
1: was last year's true crime but I, it was hard to follow for me and it just seemed like the cases were just kind of like out of the blue even though we had kind of seen them before so this one it felt a lot different and i was just like i can follow it more and it's about one of the characters that we love but (laughs) i noticed that a lot of people loved it like you know i mean we'll we'll get into the listener thoughts now but i mean there were like i don't think that i saw one bad like tweet or one tweet saying that this episode was bad
0: yeah Mm -hmm. um all positive
1: but yeah, Valerie had said that she loved it. The Chunford looks and dialogue were awesome. Um, and she loved that Lucy was joking around and Tim was being like, and Tim was just annoyed. Um, but Valerie said, I'm glad that she got serious in the end. And so she also said, so Smithy is cute. That was pretty random, but funny. And Wesley getting interviewed with Angela was great, though now she's on the record with threatening Wesley's life. Um, <laughs> Yeah, I mean, that are, you know, it's just, like, a bit between them or something.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, and she also said she's really glad that they solved Patrick's murder and that Aaron can now move forward. The scene with Aaron and Patrick dad felt rushed, but she's glad that they got it in.
0: I think just, like, because, like, I also kind of felt that way about, like, the conversation between, like, Aaron and his mom, like, outside of yeah. the district. But I think it was just because we were, like... um. It was taken from that like far away angle as if like a camera was hiding somewhere so it was kind of just like off kilter a little bit i don't know that maybe but yeah um so bonnie was like this is one of the best episodes seen in a while um better than the last true crime documentary they did um should have had oh should have had angela presenting all the info instead of nolan oh since she's a detective yeah that's fair um because like angela would have been able to kind of like lay it out kind of or like step by step it kind of um Lucy at the end touching her tattoo oh she wasn't doing very well at the end yeah i think it just kind of like kind of hit her uh, yeah like yeah
1: exactly like she came back to reality not that she wasn't there in the first place but i feel like she was kind of like more of a fangirl and in, mm-hmm. in the beginning, like, oh, yeah, I, you know, I loved reading up on this case. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Lydia said, of course, the Chenford content was amazing. Love to that moment when Lucy touched him's arm and she was rapping. She said that could have been a behind the scenes with Melissa and Eric. Um, she also said, some part was hilarious and a nod to the fans. It was cool to see Aaron history as an influencer, too. Uh, but she did feel sorry for him having this abnormal childhood and spotlights and too much money. Oh, and the Wopez scenes were cute, too. They were. The behind-the-scenes scene, like, with Melissa and Eric, as she was rapping, I mean, I need that blooper reel.
0: It just, like, reminds me of that, like, E1 um, interview that they did where, like, Eric was, like, saying, well... Not really singing the rookie theme song, but like attempting to sing, and like Melissa kind of gave it, like gave him a similar look that like his character gives her in this episode, which is funny. So,
1: like, I just want to know how many takes it took them to do, uh, Lucy rapping because I know (laughs) that eric did not have a straight face on.
0: Yeah, yeah. Um, oh, (laughs) Paige is great. She's just like, show me the blooper reel. Yeah yeah definitely and like while we're on the subject though like season three blooper reel yeah where are you just all
1: the bloopers please and behind the scenes content that like you know we, we get from time to time but like i know that there's more please just yeah we live for it um jen had said definitely one of the best one the best episodes we've had in a while it felt consistent the writing was solid and we got good bits from every character without it ever feeling like there was too much going on i agree i totally agree and it was all connected which made it a lot easier and it made it seem like everyone was on the same page because sometimes when they have like three different storylines going it's like okay but is nyla and Aaron like aware of what tim and lucy are doing and you know, so it was nice to kind of see like everyone focusing all on the same case. Um she also said that she really enjoyed it and obviously the Chenford content was spectacular. That it was. That
0: it was. Yeah. yeah. Um Heather freaking loved this episode. Um, it was same. so good. So good. It was
1: definitely yeah. one of my favorite ones from this season. Like it was lighthearted um but it still had like you know it's twists and turns with it so
0: Mm
1: -hmm. um diane said she loved the throwback photos especially that one of gray yeah Yeah. did you notice when they did the um scene of like aaron in paris or whatever like it was obviously a different aaron like because it was a younger version of him no i didn't notice
0: that you didn't no i didn't notice I didn't notice that the, the only throwback photo I noticed was, well I mean obviously like the Aaron with his parents as like a kid or whatever yeah. um, but then I just saw the one of Grey I didn't think I thought it was just the four actors playing the kids in Paris and then like yeah. you know in no the,
1: it was a different um, it was a different Aaron oh yeah which I now that. I want to go back and watch it like not having to do notes and all that and watch for, I'm totally going to butcher her name, but she had said that she stood in for Everest here and there.
0: Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So mm-hmm. now
1: I want to go and see like maybe she did, you know, a scene of young Everest or something. I don't know. Mm-hmm. But,
0: yeah. Um, uh, Ricardo said um, didn't know that Lambo had. Oh, like the Lamborghini had um, color matching sneakers. <laughs> yeah, I never knew there could be so much green in like one scene. Yeah, like that was kind of crazy. Um, happy that Gray was part of the documentary this time. Was he not the last time? I don't think so. Oh my gosh. Well then, heck yeah. I'm so happy that he was a part of this one too. This one, that just makes this episode even better yeah
1: because sure. we got his lord help me line too and yeah.
0: his face palm yeah, yeah so wasn't a part of the last one either nope yeah um whoever came up with the uh title every rose has a thorson needs to get an award yeah that was clever yeah um and chenford uh proved again that they are already married <laughs> seriously that they did Speaking of Smitty, have we
1: seen Aaron and Smitty have just, like, a scene or two by themselves? Because imagine that. Oh, my gosh. Aaron would just, like, give him a look, like,
0: like, what is going on? Because, like, if they were on patrol together, because you know how, like, Aaron sometimes, not that he doesn't pay attention, but just, like, sometimes, like, things just kind of, like, go right past him. Yeah. He doesn't quite realize it yet. Like, like, like the missing
1: officers.
0: Yeah, he wouldn't have anyone actually paying attention though because Smitty would just be over there like drinking his soda or whatever, just yeah. like and chilling.
1: He would drink his like yoohoo and just like be over there, and just like living his best life. Yeah.
0: Well, absolutely. remember that when? Yeah.
1: yeah. Remember when Smitty and Jackson wrote together? I mean, like, mm-hmm. I need something like that again for sure. Yeah. Essentially. Yeah. Yeah. So then Marianne had responded to a tweet in response of ours, talking about the random cop looking through video footage. And Martha had said, like, it was supposed to be Nolan. And Marianne, um, you know, had kind of echoed that and said, obviously it wasn't. Um, but why did they use someone else instead of, instead of Nolan in a few of those scenes when he was looking through footage and Angela's in the room? I mean I said it was weird to have a random cop like I said it earlier too instead of like Lucy or someone but it could have just been like you know it didn't make sense for anyone else to do it because they were all being interviewed and close with Aaron but also maybe they just needed like some you know other random guy like you know they needed an extra set of hands or something Um, and he could have not been close to the case and maybe that's what they needed but I mean, like, as for John, he was the union delegate, too, so he had to stay in the room. Like, how he was with Grey last episode, so. Yeah.
0: I just didn't really get, like, why they had to do... I mean, I get it in actual documentaries, or, like, shorter one, like, the hour-long ones, you do have reenactments, and it'll tell you it's a reenactment, so I appreciated, like, that, like, little bit, but just, like, yeah. why? Because they did that with Aaron, too, like, when he's, like, you know, getting up and, like, found patrick's body or whatever in
1: right Paris. well that, that makes sense that makes sense that was not like true valentino that makes sense because it was like younger Aaron. why though it was like him with the video footage i don't know i was just like why younger nolan sense. I don't yeah <laughs> I
0: don't
1: well know. and it's not like the case happened like 20 years ago or anything like it you know it's newer so yep
0: Yep. Yeah. Um, so Janine had said um oh, this is about okay, so like for next week, um can't yeah. wait for Nolan and Tim to um be back together, partnered up. Um she's wondering where Lucy will be as she's obviously not paired up with Tim. Um and then the following episode after that, um, she's thinking maybe that's when Aaron and Tim are paired up together. Oh, maybe. Cause that'll be what okay, so if they air, because if the show's usually done right around like mid May. So it's assuming they're gonna have like back to back to back to back
1: episodes. I think I think mm-hmm. Janine had said that like we're supposed to have the three week hiatus and then maybe like five or six episodes like back to back which would tee us up then for end of or like middle of may end of may maybe because mm-hmm. i think we're supposed to get that with a few other shows too like we're coming up on another hiatus which is fine by me please i've got like <laughs> a thousand other things going on so
0: yeah yeah um so yeah that'll be interesting um definitely be cool to have another in like uh, episode. Yeah. Um, for this episode, she was a little bit hesitant because she enjoyed the like true crime for Chenford last time, but it was a little hard to follow. Um, this one she said was great. Um, she enjoyed how everyone was interviewed. Um, and like everyone was like individually interviewed except for wopez and Chenford. Yeah, you know, one one married couple, one practically married couple even bailey Uh, and john weren't interviewed together yeah oh and that's janine yeah that's janine's next point yeah even the other actual couple um bailey and john were separated um she had a feeling that like it was aaron's father or like the friend of his that um killed morris um aaron's or, yeah, um, Patrick's father coming to apologize um, and asking for forgiveness. Um, That was a good scene. Um, She liked how Aaron's, like, kind of finding his groove and, like, using his skills, because he said at the end how he, like, could see things through, like, cop eyes now. Um, Mm -hmm. Yeah, I liked that, too. Um, And a rookie gray was uh, on the murder of... um, Lincoln's partner back in the day. Yeah. That was like a full circle moment. Um, Janine said that now that Aaron's like under his command. Yeah, definitely. Which uh, I I
1: wonder if like he remembered that. Like when Aaron came on to the force and like got oh. you know at the LAPD Wilshire <laughs> district. Like I wonder if he put the two and two together. Like hmm. the last names. I don't yeah, know. I
0: don't know. yeah, I don't know. Um, Nyla looks adorable with the baby bum. Yeah, yeah, it was cool that like we actually got to like see, um, see it. Um, she was hysterical at the end, um, praising that Aaron will be a good cop. Um, but they'll have to wait to air that until after his training. Uh. Yeah, it was funny because like, of course, you know, Nyla has to maintain that like front, um, like you know, being tough yeah so i love her yeah like that's the classic nyla line love it yeah that was so great um do you want to finish sure uh
1: janine also said we got baby jackson again obviously a baby dummy in the carriage but she loved the fact that wesley crashed her interview i don't know what else to call that the baby like a baby doll i don't know because it does make sounds
0: um, yeah well like I always wonder like how do they do that is it just like a recording that they have and then you have to like
1: it's gotta like, be your like special it? effects
0: or something like I don't know because it's like Wesley's still like talking as it's happening so it's like I don't know if it is like maybe it's something they add in like post-production or something because like yeah. I don't know how I would be able to like talk or like recite my lines and have this like yeah sound just happen
1: yeah Well, and even, like, okay, so the baby is, like, more than a few months old at this point. Like, I don't know, usually when the babies are older, they're not just always in the car seat. I don't know. It's like, okay, when are we actually going to see the child? Or are we just never going to see him? And it's
0: always going to be, be like, a baby. Gotta at least be six months old by now.
1: Has to be. Um,
0: Because if we had the, like, was it three or four month time jump or something...
1: And the show came back in september wow. so what like the baby was born in like june no
0: i don't see that's, a, that's what i mean it's like the it's rookie timeline leave. is weird because
1: know. like they don't i don't know someone was like we they don't cover COVID in the rookie but then william was yeah. like but COVID is very prevalent on set and i was like well yeah Mm -hmm.
0: but yeah well i think it's just because like the rookie year like if you think about it in 2018 and a whole year year and a half would still put them 2019 going into 2020 right prior to the pandemic yeah it's Um, a whole thing the timeline is it is not exactly but
1: uh, like like, i wonder how much longer they'll go with baby jackson as like a baby doll because like he can't be four or whatever and, like, still
0: be in the carriage like that. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, or just, like, not, like, just be heard and not seen. Right.
1: Yeah. I mean, it, that's fine, like, if we don't see him all the time. But, like, it would be unrealistic to not see him, like, once or twice, you know? Yeah. Um, she said, I love the fact that Wesley crashed her interview. They were the cutest. Um, and she has to admit that Angela being a detective is the best thing that they did on the show. I mean truth. Big time. Like that, that is the best thing. Um, and she loves the, the com- camaraderie of the relationships that like Angela has built with all the officers. Um, she, she loves that and she has to admit that she likes her uh, Angela and Nolan teamed up together too. I do too. Like it's apparent it's that I didn't know that I needed. Mm -hmm. um and then janine was like oh yeah no one your girl is a flow girl too uh, which is funny um she's like a jack of all trades and then janine had said that okay now on to the subject of chenford um she said omg the touching of tim's arm and his reaction sent the fandom into a frenzy she loves how lucy gets all fangirl over true crime and tim can't be bothered with it She said the best line was, why are you so happy? And that was a stupid question. Uh, She said you always get good comedy relief from the both of them. And at the end, she touched her tattoo and it clicked to her that two people are dead. Um, And nothing can bring them back. She said she thinks. uh, Janine said, I think she thought of all she lost and would have loved one scene after the cameras were off and Tim asking if she was okay, and if she needed anything.
0: It would have been cute. Um, mm-hmm. Of course, the camera. I mean, they did like that parallel, right? Of like when Chenford like was get well, like getting up to leave and like Lucy was like following after Tim or whatever. And they yeah. did that, like the camera stuck on like Aaron when he got up to leave, um, like in the middle of the interview though. Yeah. But we didn't really like, have it like at the end, you know, like yeah. finish it out. But so even like
1: even if Tim was, even if they were walking away and Tim was like, are you okay? Like he thought he whispered it, but the camera picked it up too. Mm-hmm. My God. Mm-hmm. That would be chef's kiss.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. No.
1: So that is it for this episode. Um, you guys can find this on Twitter at the shop talk pod underscore um, or email us at shop talk the rookie podcast at gmail.com with any of your thoughts. Yeah. Um, you know, if you guys watch any other shows, like, you know, we would love to know. We are going to be catching up on shows, binging stuff, you know, with this hiatus. Um, so, yeah, I mean, we're always on Talk TV. Um, you can find us individually on Twitter, too. I'm at jstark804.
0: And I'm at Carrie
1: Hyman. And we have a Tee Public store um, with some rookie merch, if you want to rep some of that um otherwise you know we'll be around on twitter i don't know what we're doing next week yeah we have no idea (laughs) so we'll keep you guys posted we might be taking a break we might be doing an episode um we might just cover someone like one of the actors old works who knows Mm so yeah we'll let you guys know and that's it for us bye bye guys
0: go get them boo